Hi, you're listening to Living Life on Purpose, and I'm your host, Matt Wilson. The goal of this show is for us to sit down with successful people who also live a life of purpose. We want you to hear their stories, understand that they've had to overcome adversity, how their faith has played a role, and ultimately we want you to be encouraged by the things that you hear so that you can walk through similar situations. We hope you enjoy. Today on the show, we have Aaron Kiltz. Aaron is the founder and executive director emeritus for Brookwood in Georgetown in Georgetown, Texas. Aaron, it is an honor to have you here today. Thank you so much, Matt. It's an honor to be invited to be here today. Yes. And I just, I love your heart. I love your story. I love your passion for making a difference and and just not accepting the word no, not accepting that we don't have an answer or a solution, just the way that that you fought for your daughter. And, and ultimately, we're going to share a little bit of that story. But um, I just, I love the place that, that you come from uh, just on the inside. And so it's, uh, y- your story has been an inspiration to me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, so Aaron, uh, you and I met last year. Uh, you came to Birmingham, and we met on behalf of Addie's Big Army, and mm-hmm. we've just recently launched Addie's Big Army, which is going to be a replication of Big uh, Brookwood in Georgetown, which you were the the founder of. So, uh, take us back to how you got started with Brookwood in Georgetown, and a little bit about your history on getting that going. Yeah, so I think I always describe myself as a desperate mom on a mission. And um, we always want the very best for our children to grow up and to flourish and thrive. And when you are blessed with a child with special needs, seeing that to fruition is is very um, difficult uh, to say the least. And so, yes, so to give you a little bit about um, our family's history, John and I have been married 40 years. We were blessed with three beautiful children, and our youngest daughter, Gracie, was born with special needs. She was born with Down syndrome, and she was ounce for ounce just um, joy. It, It just, if we could bottle up her joy, no one would ever need to be on any kind of antidepressant because she was truly um, just a gift. She at two was diagnosed with the most aggressive form of leukemia. And during her treatment um, at three, she, she developed a triple bacterial infection and she flatlined for 20 minutes. And her prognosis was extremely bleak. She was given no chance of living. And we just prayed. We felt like that her mission here on earth was not finished yet. And um, truly against every doctor's prediction, she survived, um, but she was left with a traumatic brain injury um, due to the lack of oxygen for 20 minutes. And so uh, we came home from the hospital with um, a newly brain injured child and she, it was almost like the death of one child and the acceptance of a whole new child. Uh, she could not walk, talk. She could not see temporarily. She could not eat. Um, but most heartbreaking of all, she could not smile. And that was such a gift to our family. When someone with Down syndrome smiles, their entire body smiles. And um, it's it was 
truly a gift. So that was heartbreaking, not only to us, but our older two children. And so every night, Emily and Riley, five and three at the time, I'm sorry, five and seven at the time would pray that the Lord would heal Gracie and bring her smile back to, um, to our, you know, presence. And so lo and behold, six months later, that prayer was answered. And I would say I was of little faith. I wanted to sit down with them and say, this is what the neurologists have said, have said to us. And I just was afraid their little faith was going to be thrown out the window. And, and then of course, um, God surprised us all with the return of that smile. And then 15 years later, as she is a senior in high school, she, that, that smile captivated her entire student body and Gracie was um, not only nominated, but elected as homecoming queen of her 5A high school in Georgetown, Texas. And so that was truly an aha moment for John and I, as that would have never happened when we graduated from high school in 1980. Um, but it was it was one week after that, you know, uh, victory and and it and it gained national news. I mean, um, Diane Sawyer with ABC World News like picked it up. It went all over and. Um, so we were celebrating, and then a week later, we met with her educators and asked, "So what's next for Gracie and her friends?" And that's when they said nothing. And um, that was what all of a sudden I was transformed into this desperate mom on a mission. And I was going to figure out a way to, for Gracie and her friends to, to become all that God had created them to be and to live in community and to thrive. And so without really knowing how I just began to pray and, um, and that was the beginning of that that quest it is a i think so often people uh, i appreciate experts and you know the the people that that supposedly have the final say on this earth um you know when they speak into a situation and this is just going to be this way this is just mm -hmm. the way that it's going to be and, and you know just all of the the things that are constantly spoken over people's life. You're, you're always going to have to take this. You're always going to have to do that. You're never going to be able to do like these word curses that are spoken over people over and over and over again. And there's so mm -hmm. much power in the tongue and in the mm -hmm. belief. Mm -hmm. And so you had to choose in that, all right, I'm either going to believe what God says mm -hmm. that, that Gracie is created in the image of Christ Jesus and she is his masterpiece and he has good works that he prepared in advance, or I'm just going to take this doctor's word for it, that she's never going to really amount to anything. And I should mm -hmm. just go and put her in a corner somewhere and just uh, pretend like God's word isn't true. And mm -hmm. so you said, I'm going to believe my God, and I'm going to continue to believe that there is purpose for her. We've already seen it because she's impacted the entire country with this story and so we, we've got to keep believing that there's more. So as you started down this journey and mm -hmm. you you just said, hey, I'm going to, to keep pushing forward. What did that look like as you're, you're going down that process? Yeah, so that was really messy <laughs> because, you know, it, it was we were forging a path that um, was 
extremely uncharted and I had no expertise in that field, except that, you know, God had gifted me with Gracie, but I was not a special ed, you know, professional. I, um, my background was in design for 30 years. I had no idea what I was doing. I just knew that I would do anything to start, um, a community. And, but basically after, um, a search of finding local and, and regional, I would say what, what are called day habs, uh, which were basically just adult daycare and they didn't seem to value or, you know, just empower these individuals. And so it left me, you know, wanting more. And actually it left me with just a sick um, feeling in my stomach because I, you know, as a family, very quickly, even after Gracie's brain injury, we understood the incredible value of Gracie's life. And we loved her. We thought she was just the greatest gift to our family, but we realized that there was a discrepancy with how the world viewed her and, and that's, and how we viewed her and how obviously our view was only there because it was God's economy and his value system. And, you know, like what you said, she is made in the image of God to be an image bearer to the world. So what, how are we going to have that happen? How is she? Yes, she had impacted our family and extended family and even Georgetown High School. And, but, but how, you know, going forward in her future, was that going to happen? So I, I just continue to pray and on a different search engine at two o'clock in the morning, I stumbled upon the most beautiful community um, called the Brookwood Community. And it's about 45 minutes outside of Houston in Berkshire, Texas. And John and I made an appointment. We went and toured and I just fell in love. And I said, it was truly seeing and experiencing the Brookwood community. I said, my, my world just went from black and white to color. And it was to me the most tangible, like evidence of God's kingdom being worked out in the lives of these 220 individuals with special needs. And they were living in community the way I picture us living, you know, in the new heaven and new earth. Like it was just um, the most you're just in awe of, of what has been accomplished. And that is what continued to draw me back again and again and again. And I just became a student of their model and their culture. And it is a Christ-centered community and it's very entrepreneurial based. So I just loved that being that I was a designer and and I felt as though these individuals were truly a greater reflection of their creator when they were creating beautiful things. And by the way, they were selling those things in an award-winning gift shop, which is what we do here at Big as well. And they were really owning and taking responsibility for the sustainability of their community, 
a, a good portion of that sustainability. So um, that became the first, and we have actually taken over a hundred strategic tours to this community about two hours and about two and a half hours away from Georgetown. And that executive director and founder took me under their wing and really mentored me through the entire process of beginning big. And so I just said, I will be a good soldier. I will carry out um, marching orders, but I am not going to reinvent the wheel. And I want to replicate what you have done 40 years ago in Georgetown to the T. And so we are maybe a different flavor in some respects um, because we might create products that are more Austin centric um, versus Houston, a little bit more artsy, um, but everything about the model and the culture is the same. And that is what we have wanted to share with Addie's big army as well. Yeah, you know, a, a couple of things that you touched on. I think that this world tries to tell people that, you know, you shouldn't seem desperate in a situation. Um, I think that desperation is a great place to be. You know, when you're searching after the right things and you are desperate, like when you're crying out to the Lord, Lord, if you don't show up, if, if I can't get some sort of solution here, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like mm -hmm. it's oftentimes in that, like I, I'm broken. I, I can't mm -hmm. keep going the way that I'm going. I have to have you. That place of desperation leads to breakthrough. Mm -hmm. And so you got to that place. You, you had exhausted all of the different options. And then you finally came to this one and you said, this is it. And then, all right, God, you've presented a solution. And now I'm going to give everything mm -hmm. that I have to this. And mm -hmm. I'm going to study to show myself approved. And, and often, you know, you mentioned that, that you weren't qualified for the role. God's got a history of choosing the least likely yeah. for the job. You know, he doesn't choose the one that the world would choose. He chooses right. the one that he wants. Right. And so, you know, so many times throughout the Bible, you know, whether it's David or whether it's Joseph or whether it's, uh, you know, so many different, I mean, look at all of the, the disciples and the apostles. I mean, they, they were fishermen and they were tax collectors mm -hmm. and there were people that nobody would have chosen. Right. But that's who was hungry. That's who mm -hmm. the Lord saw their heart. And mm -hmm. that's why he chose those people. So I do think that, you know, anybody that's out there listening, uh, you know, it, it wasn't that, you know, you just had the right skill set or you had, you know, mm -hmm. all of this proper training. And so you were just destined for this date. No, you were hungry. You were desperate. Mm -hmm. And you knew that if you didn't find out something for your daughter, that there just wasn't a viable option for her mm -hmm. in your community. And so that mission that you were on led you to this replication. And now that replication is leading to replication in the Great Lakes and here mm -hmm. in Birmingham. And, and so it really just the ripple effect that we have, mm -hmm. you know, throughout God's kingdom, when one person says yes, and one person's willing to not accept what the world has to say, but they're mm -hmm. going to follow what God has to say. Now you have impacted so many people because of your heart cry, because of your decision. You know, it's impacted so many people because now you you started with eight citizens. And, and I want you to take us there. But now uh, just a, a little 
uh, teaser, uh, you went from eight to 95 plus citizens. And, you know, so tell us about getting it started and where you guys yeah. are now. Yeah, so we, um, we did start with eight citizens in free church space. And now we have 95 over three different campuses. We, after four and a half years, we did um, purchase a mattress store. We only have about 10 mattress stores in Georgetown. And so anyway, we didn't need a, to, a new mattress store, but we renovated the mattress store and it became our shop and our cafe and our um, potter's house, what we call our potter's house, with, um, where our clay enterprise, our pottery enterprise takes place. And so it, um, but those first four and a half years, again, people said, well, what's your, you know, strategic business plan looks like? And I said, we're adding one citizen every three to four weeks. And we're gonna do what we do with excellence. And as we master that product, we might add another product. That was it. Matt, there was no long-term. I mean, I knew that I wanted to answer the number one fear. I wanted to present to our families one day a full residential community because the number one fear of every parent of a child with special needs is what happens to that child when we're no longer living when they need partial to full care the rest of their lives. And so even though, you know, this vocational community was meeting the need of incredible purpose and community, I knew there had to be that long-term goal. And so that was always out there. But as my, you know, husband wisely said, Aaron, just do the next thing. And so that's what we did. And God bless it. I, I believe when you are meeting a need that is near and dear to God's heart, he will bless your efforts. And I, um, we were not only, it's not only like, oh, well, this is a whole new approach to this population. Like we're <laughs> being like restoring our citizens and what God has said is true about them. And we're bringing that to light and they are now in a position of, you know, just where they should be. They are in a position where they know that they are fearfully and wonderfully made and their, and their families, their parents are learning for the first time. My child is not defective. He is, he is made in the image of God. A lot of our families don't have that biblical foundation that they're coming from. And so I've seen over 12 years that are, that are citizens as well as their families are just celebrating that newfound truth. And they are so confident in who God created them to be. And that is wonderful. It is wonderful. And, and it is a dramatic shift that somebody can have uh, going from uh, my child has nothing to offer versus my child has everything to offer. Stay tuned. We'll have more living life on purpose after we hear from one of our sponsors. 
Are you a business person that's hungry for more of the Holy Spirit at work? Partnering with God is what you were designed for. Experiencing God at work and being a blessing to the city that you live in is accessible to every believer. Hearing from God for your business and city shouldn't feel mysterious or inaccessible. Heaven and Business exists to give you access to the tools and training you need to equip you to grow with God in business and influence. Begin with our free trial and an online membership, then explore the events, community, and other resources. Check out heavenandbusiness.com today if this is what you're looking for, and I promise you won't be disappointed. And now, back to Living Life on Purpose with your host, Matt Wilson. You know, on your own personal journey, you were building this stuff out for your own daughter, and you Mm -hmm. were building out this, you know, this... um, whole ecosystem for your own child mm-hmm. but what happened along that process in yeah. your own story uh, because I want people to understand like just because you start out down the path for one reason doesn't mm-hmm. mean you're necessarily going to see the results that that you want you know but right. but God can still work everything to get together for the good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose so share what happened in in your own story with Gracie so we had um, actually been uh, just Gracie had been a part of our program for four and a half years. Um, she was, you know, she was 18 and she aged out of the school system when she was 21. So she didn't actually come as a citizen to big until three years after I'd started big. So she started just like every other citizen and um and she had come to work that day and was great and working. She came with an assistant. She needed to have um, kind of hand over hand help, but she loved her job. And so anyway, that that um, afternoon after lunch, she keeled over and <clears throat> really unbearable pain. And um, I knew quickly that we had never experienced this before and we needed to head to the ER. And so um, our oldest daughter was headed back to to Africa the very next day with her um, family. And so we had a lot of things we were juggling that afternoon, hoping to have one last family meal together. And um, to make a long story short, <clears throat> the ER happened to overlook that she had a twisted bowel um, And so they discharged us and we came home trying to get her comfortable at home. And when I realized at one o'clock in the morning, she was really something obviously was wrong and they had missed something. We went back and they did emergency surgery, but it was really too late. And so that September 8th um, of 2018, God called her home and it was a very sudden and unexpected departure. And so, yeah, I, um, learning to live in her absence has been something I never, I really thought, you know, she would outlive me. She was so healthy post leukemia. You never went to the ER, never, she never even, um, had the sicknesses that my other two neurotypical children had. And so, um, anyway, I just always say, thank God that he doesn't allow us to see the future because Gracie was the inspiration for all that I have done since, you know, she was born 
And yet, if I knew that she was going to be called home, I probably would have been on the tennis court somewhere. I would probably not have chosen to do what I've done for the last 12 years. It's been the most rewarding, but it's been the hardest job I've ever had. Um, So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think about that desperate mom on a mission and I think about that there was a lot of fear involved in that desperate spot when I when I knew the reality of a very bleak future for Gracie and her friends. And and so I think, wow, you know, we're not supposed to fear and we're not supposed to, you know, feel that desperation or, you know, but God really um used that in such a beautiful way to to bring about, I mean, it was big was his idea from the beginning of time for these individuals. And they are the most beautiful souls that you could ever hang out with. And I always think like, I don't know who has special needs. I mean, we call them adults with special needs, but every day they speak, they speak profound truth. And most of them are their spiritual truths that we don't even get because maybe we're so busy or maybe, but maybe they're still, and they really sense his presence in their life. Maybe he ministers to them in a very special way. Um, I think we're going to see in heaven that they are going to be in very high positions and we, we will uh, be serving them. But at big, we talk about co-laboring that we are not helping them we believe they're helping us a lot more than we're helping them, but we really believe most of all that we are co-laboring alongside these amazing individuals. And that is such a privilege. And if, if you take the time to really get to know them, you will see God. It's so it's just impossible to not see the image of God in each one of them. They are, they are um, beautiful souls. Well, I am thankful that in January, we came out there to visit the big community and just to see it firsthand. You know, I'd heard about it through you and through Brian and Chrissy and, and I'd seen videos and, you know, I thought that I was prepared, but what I saw was an amazing group of people that all loved one another, clearly loved one another. That treated mm-hmm. each other with care and with respect and with compassion, mm-hmm. and that that the presence of God was absolutely so strong. And so, you know, and not only that, the stuff that was being made, not only were they enjoying making it mm-hmm. and they were having fun doing that, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I shared with you while I was out there, I don't eat pie, but I ate two mm-hmm. big slices of pie and then mm-hmm. tried two other different types of pie, and they were all amazing. And then the fudge is incredible. (laughs) And then I bought jewelry for, you know, my family because it's all made with excellence and it just happens to be done by adults with special needs. So Mm -hmm. uh, I I just, I think that, you know, anybody who needs hope or inspiration, if you're anywhere Mm -hmm. near Austin, Texas or Georgetown, Texas, I would highly recommend that you go and visit this. And if you think that, that somehow, uh, you have no uh, nothing to contribute to society or 
you know, you're, you're just feeling down on yourself. Go in there and see what these adults who a lot of people would have discounted and said, no, they, they can't do this stuff. You know, mm-hmm. watch what they're doing and how they're living on a daily basis and the joy that they have. So true. And then reflect on your life and say, how, how bad do I really have it? Is, mm-hmm. is there something that I'm really lacking to perform the things that God wants me to do? Mm-hmm. And, and again, the, um, the impact that it's had, not only on the Georgetown community, but, you know, so every single one of those citizens has been positively impacted. Every mm-hmm. staff member that's working there is being positively impacted. Every person that visits that, uh, you know, cafe, every person that, that purchases uh, one of those items or the, the incredible food, uh, uh, the positive impact that continues to take place. And then all the families and then the relatives that, and the friends of those people. So it is an incredible natural impact, but there's also incredible eternal impact. Yes. That again, that that just ripple effect is just it's amazing to see what's already been done. And then you're still going because now you've got this 127 acres of land mm-hmm. that is in the process of, of building the group homes and the tiny homes and the chapel and movie theater and mm-hmm. uh, pet boutique and, and all of these things. Share what that next level, that next stage is going to look like. Uh, Matt, we are so excited about that. And like I said, this is such a dream come true for for me since it was in my heart on day one when we opened in free church space with eight citizens. So it is um, totally God's provision of 127 acres. And we um, uh, probably are 30 days from our first 14 citizens moving into two large homes and they will have not shift workers, but truly house parents. And some of them have families that will live alongside them. And, um, and then during the day, they'll be at big working and then they will have this beautiful home to, to go home to. And, and truly, you know, parents will have that peace that, my child is going to be taken care of until they die. Um, we have a tiny home village that will probably open in May. And um, that will be for those who are able to live a little bit more independently. And there are 400 square foot tiny homes with two staff tiny homes um, uh, in the midst of them. So they'll have close uh, support staff and they will um be able to have a little kitchenette uh, to make breakfast and lunch. And, and then they'll have a night meal together at a community center and activities on the weekend. But what we want to do at Grace Place is what we've done here at BIG, and we call that a reverse inclusion model. So uh, we always say that our citizens are somewhat like square pegs and forever we've been trying to stuff them into this round hole of society. And that round hole is not very safe or secure and it's very confusing to a lot of our citizens. And so we decided we were gonna build a square hole community just like the Brookwood community did, just like Addie's Big Army is doing. And where our square pegs, our children with special needs fit perfectly. And they are in an environment where they are set up for success. And so 
we our shop and cafe it has been for the last six years voted the best boutique in georgetown texas and people just stumble into it because of that award or stumble into the cafe because of it being the best place to eat breakfast and the second best place to eat lunch in georgetown texas they have no idea anything about our mission and so they learn and they're also getting to see our citizens in action in an environment where they are set up for success. And um, that is our reverse inclusion model. So we want to do that with, with Grace Place and, and create opportunities for our citizens to continue to work, but for people to be drawn into having their wedding or there are special events um, where they can rent out a, our special events venue, and that can bring sustainability in for the for the community. But it can also um, really help in accomplishing um, the second part of our mission, which is to change the way the world views this population be, by experiencing this population in their square hole community. So we always say, welcome round pegs to our square hole community. And so the pet resort is just a, a vision right now, but it is a desire to have a small pet resort where our citizens can earn a pet care license. They'll have that therapeutic relationship with animals that we are not responsible for financially, but that on a short-term basis, we can help care for those animals, bring in sustainability um, for our community and provide meaningful jobs for our citizens. So that is another um, vision. And then to have a modern day movie theater and amphitheater where we can bring in food trucks and, and have um, different um, you know, uh, music and um, movies that our citizens can enjoy, but also that our greater community can be drawn in. Okay, we're gonna this weekend we're gonna play It's a Wonderful Life, you know, the first week in December and have, you know, kind of a winter wonderland out there. So we really want it not to be a place where, oh, that's where adults with special needs um lives, but oh my gosh, have you been to Grace Place? And you want I want it to become a destination point. And um, so we're really excited to see that evolve. And um, it's it's a huge capital campaign of about $33 million and we've raised about 12 million. So we're hopeful to start on phase two pretty quickly. That's awesome. So for anybody that's out there listening, how can they, if they say, this sounds amazing, I would love to support something like this. Uh, what is the best way for them to do that? Uh, to go to our website, um, brookwoodingeorgetown.org. Uh, I encourage you to come and experience uh, the cafe and the gift shop. And we have tours every Wednesday at 1015. Uh, that's, I think, where people really understand the paradigm shift of big. And um, so, yeah, we, we need we need all the support we can get. And we need volunteers. And, um, and most of all, we need um, God's favor. And so we would covet prayers for big and our citizens. Again, I cannot recommend the uh, visitation of this place so that you could see it for yourself and experience it for yourself. And you will be blessed by these citizens and just seeing what all they've accomplished. 
Um, but also try the pie because it is amazing. Again, from a non-pie person, I can't wait until we start making the pie here in Birmingham. Although I probably have to start working out even more uh, because it's really, really good. Um, so uh, other than the website, is there any way uh, other than that, uh, social media or anything where people can keep up with what's going yeah, on? Yeah, definitely follow us on, on Instagram and Facebook. Um, that would that would be wonderful. We're always trying to increase awareness and just sharing our story and and really knowing um, that we are scaling across state lines, uh, just like we did with Addie's Big Army. So we're um, in five other states, but not under our 501c3. Um, so if anyone is interested in learning more about um, a replication model that we offer, I would love. Um, also, my email is Aaron at big, B-I-G-T-X.org. And so E-R-I-N at B-I-G-T-X.org. And I would love to hear from you. Excellent. And then on Instagram and Facebook, is it just Brookwood in Georgetown? It is. All right. Perfect. Well, Aaron, it has been a pleasure to have you on here today. Again, I just appreciate uh, all that you do and uh, just, again, more than anything, your heart. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Matt. And thank you for what you do um, to just spread the love of Jesus through highlighting different uh, ministries. And so thank you for being that catalyst. Thank you very much. We appreciate you guys listening and as always, if you enjoyed this, somebody else probably will also. So share this, uh, follow us on Facebook, Living Life on Purpose, and then Living Life on Purpose always on Instagram. We appreciate you listening, and we will be back in two weeks.